The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. Welcome into a Friday edition of Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos. We've got a new presenting sponsor out there today. And also, you know, it's the official chip and the official dip Ooh. of the Dallas <laughs> Cowboys. The chip and the dip. Yeah. So like we have a new presenting sponsor, and you know. Friday's last year, it was Say It With Your Chest Day, you know? And it's a day where you bring the energy. It's a day where you bring the intensity, the hot takes, the opinions. And I think this year we dial it back and we keep it calm, cool, and collected. What do you guys say about that? What? Are you out of your mind? What's the matter with you? You were the one on the wrong side of bed this morning? I just wanted to dial it back. I know know some listeners out there probably aren't ready for the heat. Mm. Oh, They aren't ready for that. He didn't put in his sexy hair cream this morning. No, I didn't see it on there. <laughs> sexy hair cream. Is that's that a what, thing? what it's the, called now? Yeah. Oh, don't act like that's not what's on the tube. Yeah, it's actually on the tube. Okay, it's, don't play it with me. It, it says that for real? <laughs> yeah, I don't think it says that word for no, word. No, it's okay. It's I, I this is what I want you to do. I want you to take that, bury uh-huh. it deep down inside, Just deep and it. never bring it up again. <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> I, I think you guys are right. You've convinced me. And I would never go a Say It With Your Chest Friday without showing a little bit of energy. So it's Say It With Your Let's Chest Friday! Let's do this thing, boy! Oh, play with us. Yeah. What's the, the Bushwhackers with you? are don't, back. Don't even play with us show. right now. I love messing with you guys. But we will always bring it. Say It With Your Chest Friday. For those of you who may be new to... Uh, Talking Cowboys and DallasCowboys.com. It's like I said, you bring the heat. I want your fan questions on Twitter. I just tweeted right now. I want you to send in your Twitter questions because we're going to answer them coming up here in just a little bit. But how are we doing today, gentlemen? Because uh, Isaiah doing great things, Rob doing great things, and now we've got an official narrator of a documentary on the show as well. You like that? I I did. I did. I like the whole damn thing, but I like I like the voice. Bringing us no, along the journey. Bro, the whole thing was absolutely crazy. The stories, the storylines, the how close we came to disaster. That was the one thing about making this, that getting those backstories. I'm like, we we almost did what? We, we What? Mm-hmm. We were about to take who? Just thank God we didn't do that. The goodness. <laughs> it could have been crazy the way that things turned out. I think for this organization because it doesn't it, every draft it's not a one year deal it is a 5 to 10 year investment on who you're picking and war stories is the name of the deep blue you can go check it out on dallascowboys.com on the YouTube channel it's amazing. it is fantastic and Heckma Harrison is the voice of that so yeah man it, it really was really cool mad props to Caden Gates Danny Sarek of course Heckma and then all of the individuals that were a part of that Nick deep blue as well Nick Eatman was a big part of that too and it was really really cool so go check it out deep blue Good job. War stories. And I'm sure the narration part of it cannot be easy. You gotta you gotta get your inflections just right. Mm. You know, that's that's not an easy thing to pull off. Especially with a sultry voice. Well, it helps to have a sultry voice. No, let me tell you something. This is not really kind of ha- none of us on this show. Have sure. that. Kind, the, the kind of funny story is is that I did it the first time I did it, I was so extra. 
Like, how? Yeah, put my voice in it. And Derek and Nick came back to me and said, just stop it. We don't want that. We just want you. Just talk. Yeah. Which yeah. is the best. Just read it. What was the yeah. what was the way they said it to you? Don't try and be Kyle. <laughs> the don't way, don't be Kyle. The way they don't do it. radio voice Kyle. They said stop. Wow. Stop. Like, get away from that guy. Get away. Don't do that. You do them. you. And, and read it like you're sitting there talking to your wife. So I was like, all right, that's easy. easy. I do that all the time. <laughs> it was perfect. It was perfect. And Nikki does it too. Exactly. She's narrated, and, and y'all are both awesome at it. It was. Okay. It really, but I'm gonna really t- I got. To I gotta say this, man. Just honestly, working here, working, man. I work with some amazingly talented people. The people that are on the backside, the, the to Roxanne Medina, to Chris Rox. Beam, to Beast. Kevin Tim. Everybody that works here, Scott Purcell. Matt Kent, and you know, man, if y'all don't know, like I'm not the most technically savvy person, so I am, I am always in awe of TV production people's ability to see, to be forward thinking, because I'm just reading this. I don't understand what the it's going to happen and how it's going to be, how it's going to play out, and um, it's just, man, everything about it I think is amazing. And being someone from Dallas, uh, man, I used to sell programs at Texas Stadium, you know. So to be able to do this, I mean, this never gets old to me uh, to be in this setting and to also know uh, to be a part of those drafts, those and talk about those drafts like that, man. Like I said, it's a, it's an, an amazing blessing uh, for me, and I don't take it lightly or for granted, but. That was that was yeah yeah Love yeah that's all for the kid right you, you should have seen <laughs> you guys should have seen his face when he saw it streaming live we were about to do the high school game last night and he, we were in the booth and we were about what 15 minutes till kickoff yeah. or so i mean it was we were getting right up on like getting on air and he looks down at his phone. He goes, "No way, no way!" <laughs> and just like freaked out. It was awesome. It was great job to you Thank and everybody you involved with that. But I think it's it's only fitting since we're talking about war stories and we're talking about the draft. Let's talk about some rookies a little bit uh, here on this edition of Talking Cowboys. Now, a tough task for some of these guys that are trying to make the roster and, and that are now currently in COVID nineteen protocols, like an Israel Mukwamu. I'll leave those guys out. But, Rob, out of the rookies that you've seen over the last couple of weeks, I'm going to take Micah Parsons out of this. Who has impressed you the most since you've returned from Oxnard? Osa Digizua. I think I said it the other day. I, I mean, he's, if, even if he's not a starter at defensive tackle while Neville Gallimore is out with that elbow injury, he's going to play a lot. And I th- he's played really well. He's been a, a, a guy that, you know, they've got him at the three technique, but he can move around the defensive front. And his pass rush has been really good. And and it shows up in the preseason games as well as practice. We saw it from the jump in Oxnard. Mm-hmm. You know, for a third-round draft pick to, to have the type of camp he's having, I think you have to feel better about your tackle depth despite the fact that, you know, you're missing a key piece of your defense right now with Gallimore being out. They were really expecting him to take a big jump. Still might. But he's going to be out several weeks, so they need Osa to deliver, and so far he has. We'll see if he can carry over, though. Osa Digizua was taking seven spots higher than Neville Gallimore was in their respective drafts. I mean, Osa was 75, Gallimore was 82. Isaiah, from what you've seen from Osa Digizua, has he gotten off to a better start than Neville Gallimore did last year? I mean, we've seen both of these guys since this group has been on this show. We've had those conversations about both of those guys as rookies. Who do you think was ahead at this point? That's a tough question, uh, simply because they're 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 coming into two separate systems, and I, mean, I think they have two different um, 
attributes. I think that Osa's a lot more explosive than Gallimore. Gallimore's more of a kind of consume you type of type of guy. Um, and Osa's like, I need to get up in there. <laughs> I need to be, I need to penetrate. Let me let me find a seam. So um, it's kind of hard to say which one's ahead at this point in time. I think that with the with the skill set that that Osa has in this system, I think that he'll be definitely have opportunity to to shine more um, because of the abilities and the, and the opportunities that he's going to have underneath uh, Dan Quinn. No, I like that, and I think that Neville Gallimore too sort of disadvantage from last year was retaught how to be a two-gap guy. Mm-hmm. And so that's what turned him into that. Yeah. But I think this going into training camp, you saw those changes about him, you know, with him being able to pin his ears back and be gap sound and, and attack. Um, but, it, you know, Quinn Bohanna, to the rookie, has shown, uh, you know, I think we were thinking about when, when Woods departed um, with the whole replacing Dunterry Poe and, and guys like that uh, to get our defense sound to, for our linebackers to be able to flow. I think Quentin Bohanna has stepped in naturally. Um, and I like um, what, what I'm hearing about him from, from front office guys, that he's an old soul uh, is what I'm hearing. He's just really a laid-back laid back rookie. Um, but he's showing what he has and showing us that he's going to bring some value to this defensive line. A lot of the defensive tackle talk after the Neville Gallimore injury against Arizona was, woe is me, oh my gosh, here we go again, we're thin at D-tackle. But there is a lot of positivity, I think, around those two guys, Osa, and uh, about Quentin Bohanna as well. But I'll, I'll throw this back at you, Heckma. How important is it for young defensive tackles to be simplified? Because you mentioned Neville Gallimore trying to be a two-gap player. That's something he could certainly do. It wasn't in his comfort zone, and he's he's better as a one-gap guy. But how, how does that kind of formulate a defense in order for those guys to be successful? And if you ask any defensive player, the number one thing that they want to do is just read and react. They don't want to do a whole lot of thinking. If you give them too many responsibilities, that's where you have a defense that's playing slow. And so when guys can be gap sound, they know where they need to be, and they can just focus on that. That's when you get the best out of guys, you know. And, again, I don't want to – I think too much has been made about Mike Nolan and, and what's the success that he didn't have. I don't think that he was ever set up to be successful no. in the, the year that we had, right? So I just feel as though this new defensive scheme for, for Dan Quinn and all of the energy that he's bringing uh, to the front line, I, I think that him teaching these guys exactly what he's expecting out of them in his defense is what's important. And, and that's you know, and I think that's just a byproduct of what we've been seeing in the preseason, the way these guys have been flowing to the ball. Rob, do you agree? No, for sure. I was actually I was trying to go down the list and see if there's anybody else that really Jabril Cox. That's my. That's, that's a my huge pick, one. Yeah. Go ahead, Isaiah. No, I just I, I like Jabril and I like him. I like again. He's a he's a product of this system. This is where he will shine simply because of his abilities. He he's a solid size. He he's fast. He's quick. Um, his ability to be able to carry tight ends, which we've talked about extensively in the, on the show, uh, that's becoming a, a highlighted position in this league. And you need a guy who can run. You need a guy that that can run. You want to keep your secondary back. You prefer to keep. You would prefer to stay too high safety and keep. Your front seven just intact. You don't really, you really don't want to bring that guy down into the box. So I think Jabril allows for you to, to do that instead of having to bring, you know, roll somebody down and, and roll somebody down closer yeah. to the line. But of I think talk about the advantages of being able to keep two safeties high yeah. and trust your front. Yeah. So typically, whenever you run. Whenever, as an offensive uh, front, right? If the quarterback comes up to the line of scrimmage, if you have two plays called, which is typically what you do all the time now when, uh, in in this uh, NFL, you come up to the line of scrimmage, you see two high. Usually, if you have a run play called, you're running the run play. 
usually you're running the run play because you have a seven-man box and you feel pretty good about that typically. How do teams take away your run? Well, they bring that safety. They roll that safety down. So now you have an eight-man box. So now you come up and you have an eight-man box. What do you want to do as an offense? I want to throw the ball, right? But so now what you're starting to see is a lot of teams are coming up with these three receiver sets, right? So there's really four weapons out there. So instead of having to roll that safety down to still have to respect that respect the run, now you can keep two guys back. You can keep two guys deep on the, in the back end, bring in your nickel. Now you've covered up everything in terms of receiving uh, potential, and you still have help on both sides of the field. Most of the time, you have help in the middle of the field, a single high, I could look that safety off if I'm really, you know, if I'm really uh, good with my eyes. I could really put, I could overload them. I could flood that safety to make them have to favor one side, and I could isolate guys like like Coop, right? I could put Coop on one person, whatever I want to do. When you have guys, two guys back, it makes it really difficult for offenses to throw the ball. And if you have a front seven that's dominant, and you have some guys up front that can really get a push and allow our now linebackers to run free, we can stop both attacks that the offense can can have against us. Talking about so you're talking two high safeties, so yeah. cover two. But Dan Quinn traditionally has run a cover three. What is the biggest difference between the cover two and cover three? Whenever you kind of talk about the front yeah. seven as well, so you hear a lot about cover two. Whenever you see two high safety, that's not just it. That's really at the surface level. So on, on the surface level is cover two, and then there's cover four, which is every guy has a quarter, quarter. of the field. Quarter. But then you have like cover eight, where it's half cover two and it's half cover four, and then you have all cover six and a bunch of other different variations that don't really get talked about, but there's a lot of different combinations. Right? Split so, fields. Yeah, on one side of the field we're, we're playing, hey, Coop likes to run these type of routes, so we're going to roll, we're going to run two-man. Not only are we going to run cover two with a, with a safety over the top, but I'm going to move that cornerback on the inside of him, and I'm going to force everything Coop does on the outside or anybody else, right? I want to force them. Right? We might see that against Tampa Bay. You saw well, it a lot against Michael Gallup last Absolutely, year. right? So when we face Tampa Bay, if we can have a front seven that, that's, that's a boss, and we can keep two high safeties, now guess what? Mike Evans, no, no, no. We're going to take you. We're going to eliminate you. We're going to move our cornerback inside. Trayvon's going to move inside. Or maybe we don't have to use Trayvon on you because now we can run a zone on that side of the field and we can man everybody else up with safety help. So there's a lot of different options that it, that it really provides you and it gives you a lot of advantages with the ability to stop the run and stop the pass. Yeah, and seeing the way that Quinn is incorporating some Tampa 2 uh, into his scheme, it says a lot about what he thinks about, about his front. front. Absolutely. Um, and their ability to hunt. Because in the defensive mind state is, if I'm going to play cover 2, then I believe wholeheartedly that okay. I can get pressure just like this. And that's why when teams see you in the cover 3, that's automatic, man. We have matchups on the outside, which last year we were exposed in that way when we tried any 3 because we were exposed on the outside. Yeah. We just didn't didn't have the coverage ability. And even when we went to, we just didn't have the personnel from a front line setting to to get that pressure. So That's a fantastic point. Because going into the initial parts of the hiring of Dan Quinn as a defensive coordinator, we thought it was going to be cover three because yep. it gives you extra help up front, extra time, extra coverage on the back end yeah. because you didn't think you were going to get pressure. The fact that we've gone to these practices and we've seen so much cover two – I think alludes to just how comfortable Dan Quinn is. I mean, heck, I mean, you said it a moment ago, but I just wanted to reemphasize that because he is comfortable with the front seven that he has. Have you seen the same thing, Rob? Yeah, for sure. I mean, and they're, they're going to mix up their coverages. Like when Rod Marinelli was here, Tampa 2 was his deal. Yeah. How much single high did we see? I mean, that was primarily what they did. <laughs> Absolutely. So they're going to change up coverages, like Isaiah said, based on matchups. But yeah, it does come down to how effective are you up front? How much push can you get? Uh, I just want to go back real quick to Jabril Cox. Mm-hmm. He, I don't know how much he's going to get to play, but he 
He's more physical than I think maybe he got credit for coming mm-hmm. out of college. I think the biggest thing he talked about the other day, he's not he's known as a cover guy, but he has stepped up and hit and made tackles in these preseason games. We don't see it in practice. I'm still I'm just very interested to see how they're going to figure out these linebacker reps, man. Because I, you know, I think yeah, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a, a carousel, man. I think you're just going to see guys just rolling through, yeah, I think and I'm, so. I'm excited to see it because now if we're able to play too high safety. Our cornerbacks don't have to necessarily play as cornerbacks. We can drop our corners back into in, back into a, a zone coverage. We can run Jabril Cox out to the flat, right? We can run him all the way from the from a linebacker box. As soon as we see that it's a that it's a pass, he can literally take off from the box and get all the way out to where a cover two corner would be playing. Micah Parsons, guess what? He has that range, right, to be able to run out, right. And if you want to leave, you want if you want to leave Jalen in the middle, leave Jalen in the middle and have him spy the quarterback. So now you can put Jalen in the middle, spying the quarterback. He's that more of a box guy. You can run Jabril and Micah Parsons out to the flats, and you can still have all four of your of your secondary guys being able to come up and fill gaps and make plays and break on balls. It is going to be fun. And Dan Quinn, I know he's sitting back there with his little his little his little, his little, his little bag, and he's just reaching into his little his little bag, pulling his little all his satchel. toys. You know, you know, you know, back in the days, you take all your all your all your toys out and kind of set them out and just kind of sit back and look at them. I know he's doing that right now, leading up to the first game. You had a little bag with your toys. I, yeah, fanny pack actually. Oh, yeah, fanny, fanny pack. pack. Yeah, uh, I'm picturing why does like it not surprise me. But why does it? Why do you always swing your fanny pack to the hip? You guys ever do that? Uh, I don't own I a fanny pack. You didn't have a fanny I pack. Had, I had one, no. but it's been a long time. I'm, th- I'm picturing the Rock. You remember the Rock picture? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> he had a leather one. That was a good stuff. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, and, and Isaiah's just way too big for a fanny pack, anyway. So. <laughs> my grandpa had a fanny pack. That thing had so much change in it. That thing was hanging down to his knees. <laughs> but, but I mean, I, I just. Say I hope Tampa's not listening to this podcast because Isaiah just gave Dan yeah. Quinn's whole scheme away uh, right there. But it's true. I mean, and you see a lot of that with the way um, that Michael Parsons is pressuring the A-gap and then he's bailing out. And I mean, there's nothing new under no, the sun. No. I mean, they're, they're just giving multiple looks, but they're able to do that with the athletic ability of their guys. And That's when you don't have that, you can't play like that. And, and to, to your point, to backdoor what you just said, when you start having guys that are athletic, like the guys that we have, these are freakish athletes. Now, these are not just, okay, they're good, they're in the NFL. These guys are elite athletes in the NFL. Think about guys like Troy Polamalu, the things that he was able to do. Ed Reed, he was able, they were able to be at the line of scrimmage at the snap. Right, and then all of a sudden take off, and they're 25 yards deeper than they were two seconds ago. Yeah. Right, so you have the ability to do that not only with your secondary, but now with your linebackers. Right, and you start talking about the athleticism of like Bohanna. Mm-hmm. You could drop, you could drop him out. You could drop him out now, right? Maybe he shocks the center, shocks the, shocks the guard, and now he's dropping out, and he's the middle linebacker now, and he's looking up guys. So the, the wow. three hundred and yeah, yeah, pounds, absolutely, right? So when you have that kind of athleticism, right? Maybe Bradley and I, maybe that's the way he finds his way onto the field, right? Maybe he's he's dropping out into coverage. So there's a lot of things you could do if you can get some kind of pressure with your front four, and guess what? And maybe you get a push with your front three. Now you're really nasty, right? Right, so I mean, it's going to be amazing once we get our entire team out there and we're playing real games. Bit of a master class in how defense could be played for the Dallas Cowboys going into the 2021 season. I love it. It makes me so excited just to see it. I mean, it, like, like we've said plenty of times, the realistic expectation is not to go from 31st in the league, 30th in the league to number top five. I mean... We we're not. That's not the expectation. The expectation is to see vast improvement. Yeah. If if you go any higher than that, it's just a cherry on top. It's a little bit of whipped cream. If you like, but hypothetically, little... hypothetically, if you did go from thirty first to fifth, 
That would be like awesome. There's a chance. There's I mean, a chance. if Dan Quinn makes all the difference yeah. in that, and I'm just saying, I mean, well, if you have only be here for one year, yeah. Let's I, well, hypothetically, then that's what I started it. I preface my statement with that, but I'm just saying the way that it changed with those wholesale changes, your draft picks that you have, and the ability to take. Uh, defense from the basement that was lifeless at certain points in the season to get them to that point. I just see that they have the personnel to do it. The the, the success of this defense is going to be dependent on their ability to take the ball away. Mm. And you see that being emphasized yes. in the preseason. That's they're not they're not asking this defense to to necessarily get three and outs. You could drive all day long, drive, 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 get all the way down to the red zone for all I freaking care. If we take the ball away with our offense, we're now in a position to score. Right, and that's all you're asking. You just need this team healthy. You need this team to be ahead in the game. And if we're ahead in the game, and our defense can get one to two takeaways a game, those are W's. Those are W's. I agree with that. That's got to be number one. The other thing's stopping the run. They have to yes. be better yeah, at you that. Can't, we can't win a game you know, without controlling that, that quick change situation on, against Houston. The very first that was they. The, I, they didn't react to that well. Deja vu get, all over again. Yeah, it really, it really was. <laughs> but beyond, but overall, they've been better against the run in these preseason games. So we'll see. But they're they have taken steps to upgrade every level. Yep. So we'll see. I mean, they are young in some spots, and they're not deep in some spots. But I just think with Dan Quinn, and he's not off the COVID protocols yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but. If they just don't bust as many assignments as they had, that was part of their problem, too, is that the lack of, of understanding or communication or faith in the scheme last year led to some really bad busts. And then on top of that, you had an offense that was so banged up that they couldn't compete and 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 match score for score with some of these teams they were playing. It was just a perfect storm for and, not and that's, being good And that's why, Rob, that's why culture is so important. Culture is so important because when you have a team like we had last year, now obviously it was a, you know, like I told you guys, like F5 tornado, yep. everything where everything that could happen happened to us in a negative sense. But when you have a team that's having fun and you have guys that are making plays, then guess what? Heck, we're having now we're having fun on the field. It's a party. Now it's a party on the field. And guess what that translates into? It translates to a party in the locker room. Right? When it yeah. translates to a party in the locker room, guess what? Now we're going back to the house and we're playing Madden together. Now we're on the headsets and we're playing Madden and COD and everything else. And, and we're going out <laughs> and we're going bowling together or watching movies. And guess what? Now we're watching film together. But guess what? When things are bad and, and it's not fun at practice, when I leave here, I'm out. Right? I check, Cats is checking out. And I and I'll see I'll see it tomorrow. And it doesn't sound good, people, but that's the that's the reality. I've been on teams that are kind of like that. I've been on a, a lot. I've been blessed to be on some really good teams that the continuity and the culture was so amazing and so tight tight knit that it carried out not only in the game but it, you could see it. You could see guys having fun and balling out and, and getting after it. And then you go to the locker room and guys are laughing and the, and the music's playing and dancing around and, and you see some of that stuff come across social media now. Those are the teams that are tight knit and those are the teams that have fun together and those are the teams that are going to communicate the best. And on top of that, last year you couldn't even do some of that stuff because nope. of the COVID oh, protocols. Yeah, exactly. So it was just a double. Yeah, it was a double sucked. whammy. Yeah, yeah, it was awful. There are three teams that came to mind when you talked about that. One of them is the reigning Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. The other one won at Super Bowl two years ago and was in the Super Bowl, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs. And the other one was the Buffalo Bills. Those three teams have some fun, or at least it looks yeah. like they have fun. Yeah. And guess what? All three were in a conference championship game last year. It was three of the four teams. The other one was Green, Green Bay. I wouldn't necessarily say they're having a ton of fun right now, but they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. <laughs> no. They're ultra-talented. Yeah. But when we come back here on Talking Cowboys, we're going to talk a little bit more defense, a little bit more linebackers, and 
Well, the Cowboys play more of a 3-4 defense until Neville Gallimore returns. Maybe go with one of those defensive tackles when we come back with more Talking Cowboys presented by Tostitos. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos. And hold up. Hold up. Wait. Wait for it. <laughs> the final Cowboys preseason game is Sunday, August 29th at AT&T Stadium. Don't miss your last chance to see the Cowboys prepare for the 2021 season. A limited number of single-game standing room only tickets are on sale now. Get yours today at DallasCowboys.com slash tickets. That's a noon kickoff this Sunday. You can catch myself hosting Countdown to Kickoff, 11 a.m. Central Time on Busy man. DallasCowboys.com and on the... Uh, what would that be? It was CBS 11 on Sunday. So tons of fun still to be had. Lots of uh, affiliates actually carrying that broadcast across the Dallas Cowboys network. But I tease going into the break. What's going on? Nothing. Something happening? Nothing. Nope. Nothing. You okay? Yeah, We're not going nothing. to the principal's office. Yeah, right. am, I, am I going to the... Uh, okay. No, you're not. No, you're good. Okay, Just don't say good. anything about Nick that you shouldn't. And you're good. I know. That's true. <laughs> don't... Yeah. Love you, Nick Eatman. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, no, I'm all I'm all out of sorts now. Goodness gracious! I I teased defense going in, but I, I've completely forgot something off the top of the show that we definitely need to hit. A man got a bag today, got some money, mm. got some paid today Skrilla because a restructured up. deal for Ezekiel Elliott has now freed up a significant amount of cap space for the Dallas Cowboys. Rob, can you go through the deal and the restructure of Zeke's contract? Yeah, it's it's similar to what they've done the last year. 
restructuring some of their top offensive linemen guys, uh, Demarcus Lawrence last year. Same deal. You can you convert a large portion of the base salary to signing bonus. So you're creating, in essence, I think it's close to seven million bucks this year. But they can carry it over, and that's what they did last year. I think they restructured Demarcus Lawrence last September, and it was ten million bucks or so. And everybody thought Earl to Earl's coming. It's it's Earl time, mm. and they did. They didn't do that. They used it and carried it over to 2021, and used it to re-sign Dak Prescott or help re-sign Dak Prescott. That's, so that's what the 10 million was for. Yes. Yeah. So Isaiah, Isaiah is dancing, I, literally yeah, dancing. I don't want to burst your bubble, but they may be just be doing that. Plus, creating kind of that emergency fund during the season for injuries and stuff like that. Maybe. Maybe. What do you maybe think that's going to be, Heck, or Isaiah? Well. Uh, I think we had a conversation when I said uh, you can kind of determine that either the severity or the concern. Writing on the wall was what you used. Is that what I said? That's Um, one way to put it. Yeah. uh, The writing on the wall in terms of the confidence in Dak's health. Yes. Or the the preparedness of making ensuring that you don't that what happened last year doesn't happen again. Now last year was different, but ensuring that you have a backup quarterback that you feel confident about going into into this season. And I say I've kind of projected that something major was going to happen over the last week leading up to the season. Well, there it is. There it is, right? $7 million is now available for us to acquire some security at that position or other positions. But as we look through this roster, I think we feel good about most other positions. You know, we have an always backup center, swing tackle, but quarterback. <laughs> so um, we're not, we, don't, we don't say names, but let's just say that keep your eyes peeled over this next week, I would say, to figure out exactly why are we freeing up cap space? Huh. Something big. Something I big. Mean, mm-hmm. It's putting bait on your hook hmm. to lure in something big maybe. there, P. Maybe. But, maybe. But as, maybe Rob, as Rob P. said, maybe not. Last, see, that's hey, P. That's hey, his style. I mean, but heck, no, last year we did the same thing, right? And we didn't, didn't act, do anything. Uh, we didn't do anything with it. But then last year didn't go the way we wanted either. So <laughs> how about we not repeat history and we make sure that we do that we get what we need to get? Yeah, well, Rob. So you do you think if you're leaning one way or the other, they're going to make a move, a big move? I, I don't think this this is just for that. What no, would you classify as a big move? You're talking like all six point eight. I'm talking like the you know thinking that that was like an ET fund last year, and it wasn't mm. an ET fund. Okay, you know, I don't think it's that. I don't know if there's anybody out there that reaches that sort of. No, no, it, no, no, no. It definitely gives them more flexibility this yeah. year if something. And look, I mean, what does Stephen Jones always say? Three sixty-five. So it, <laughs> they need they needed space under the cap. Now they have it, uh, but they also can can use it for next year because remember, I mean, the cap's going to go up next year, mm-hmm. hopefully with pe- more people and revenue coming in. You know, as we're still in this pandemic, but it's not going to be what it could be. No. Uh, until that TV money rolls. Look, I understand we're playing it safe, and that's cool, all right? But here's the deal. We have a backup quarterback situation that needs to get resolved here pretty soon, and I don't think any of you guys, we've talked about this at length, and I'm not going to go into it anymore, but we have to do something about that. And I feel like Mike McCarthy has already taken this to the people that need to hear it and say, look, you know, I don't want history to repeat itself in the form of something happening to Dak. And if it, the person that comes you know, out of the bullpen, I need that to be a bona fide guy. And I just don't feel like I have a bona fide guy No right question now. marks. Not at all. What yeah. if Cooper Rush is 
dumb. Doesn't matter. He, he could throw for 400 yards. No, 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 no. Stop, stop, stop. No, 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 stop, 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 stop. What if he goes full Debo wait, against Jackson? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Hear yourself Debo. say that. Hear, say it. Come on, one more time. What if Cooper Rush goes full Debo <laughs> climbing through that window <laughs> against Jacksonville, Isaiah? He can, he can freaking blow that wall out. <laughs> and Cooper Rush will have a, a valiant effort. It's still not enough to ensure the security of that position. That is too valuable of a position to go into the season with a question mark. What if you Double G goes it. Triple G it on Sunday? You can triple, quadruple. No disrespect to those guys. They're just not of the caliber of player that you need in position should something happen to Dak. Okay. I think that they are in the process. They're in development, right? Just like many vehicles, right? You go through the sketches, and then you go through a little mold. I think they're in the molding phase, right? They haven't necessarily made it to the press yet. The body hasn't been sculpted. It hasn't been pressed out. They haven't started putting parts in it yet. They're not ready. Yeah. And they need somebody who is a bona fide leader, somebody who is respected. When they walk in his locker room, the players say, he doesn't know the playbook yet, but that boy can ball. Right, And should that go down, there's no question marks on his ability. There might be question marks on how much of the offense we can run, but there's no question marks on can that boy play. That's what they have to bring in here over the next week. Yeah, Mike McCarthy's gotten an opportunity to evaluate these guys at length, and he didn't get a chance to do that last season. It's kind of like a parent, man. Like most parents out here, they got an opportunity to teach your kids in-house for a full year during the pandemic. You thought it was the teachers, and then you start teaching your own kid, and you're like, Mm-hmm. No, it's you. <laughs> you know, you know the. I mean, hey, as a parent, you want to think that your kids are all angels, and then you sit there with them for a year by yourself, and you're like, I to keep my eye on you. <laughs> and so, Mike is in the same. He's in the, of the same mind state, man. I am not gonna let this out of the hen house and have this come back to bite me. And you know what? I have to get a guy to come out firing yeah. if I'm ever put in that position. And if he doesn't make any changes and it's, and it's absolutely for, let's just say, to, to the swing tackle position mm-hmm. or another D tackle, something like that yeah. along those lines, that's still shoring up your team. That's still making you better, but there's still going to be that lasting question mark until we get yeah. that resolved. You can't. Can't do that. No, you just can't. I think they used $4 million. $4 million on a quarterback somehow, somewhere. You paid Dandy Dalton three last year, so it's you, you positive. Pay, you yeah. pay four you three. Do that. You pay four to five. Move. Yeah, Because there's going to be some big moves happening here in Over the, the next, next week. week. You pay four to five million dollars on a bona fide, respected that would starter you, who's your backup. If you wanted to stretch to the cap, that would leave you, what, 3.5 yeah, out, yeah. out after that? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah, probably something like I that. I mean, that's enough to maybe go get an, a backup. A swing? Yep. Swing tackle. Yep. If, you, if there was one available that you liked. Somebody pops up. Because it would have to be a pop up. What did that do to Zeke? What did that do to Zeke's deal? What did it do for him? Did it add a year to his contract? Did it? Or no, just it, money up front. It doesn't add anything in terms of years. It just it it's gonna it's gonna make his his um, base jump later in the years of his of his deal. But it doesn't add any deals to it. And his money for 2022 was guaranteed anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they looked at it like, ah, what, what difference does it make? Yeah. And, and, and again, I don't think it's next year, but in a couple of years, that TV money is rolling in and the cap's going to get really, really big. So I don't think they're too worried about all the, fitting all that in. And the, it's converted into a signing bonus, correct? Right. He doesn't care because so he, he gets, gets it all up, up front. Yeah, he, I mean, players don't mind this at all. Yeah. They just oh, I'm get, sure he, he probably gets 8.6 probably today. <laughs> I don't know if it's direct deposit or hand it in, in the form of a <laughs> I've check. I've never been in that situation. Yeah, I don't me know. neither. Yeah, I me wish, neither. I yeah. wish I was in yeah, that no, situation. Yeah, Wouldn't that be nice? That'd be very nice, actually. Yeah. But yeah, but eight point six is, is, is in his account. pockets today. Now you know, after taxes, you know, probably around. I don't probably sit around five. Yeah. I yeah. don't even want to think about 
just how much oh, I want to think about is. it. I mean, I would love to think. <laughs> I would like, love, it. yeah, I would love to have that problem, wouldn't you? Heck, wouldn't that be nice? You see this. Blank stare of yeah. mine right now. Blank stare. It's money. <laughs> Imagine in a blank check. What? <laughs> oh, Amazing. So, kind of, I, I kind of want to go back to. Oh, actually, you know what? We've got a couple more minutes before we need to take our second break. I want to okay. talk about Malik Cooker. Activated off of COVID 19 protocols. He is free to practice today, correct, Rob? Yeah, I believe he's out there. So, he's good. So, that means they've got Israel Mukwamu came off the list on Wednesday. So the guys that are left, as far as I remember, Connor Williams, DeMonte Casey, C.D. Lamb, Carlos Watkins. I think that's it. And then Dan Quinn as the coach. Dan Quinn said Mm -hmm. he's feeling better. He would not disclose where he is in the protocol, but he said, I'll be back if I can get cleared in time to coach Sunday. We'll see. So Mukwamu, is he able to play Sunday? Yeah, he is. He's done. He's off. Yeah, he's off the list. He's a guy that definitely has to have – a, a great game on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a really good bubble guy to, to watch. I I don't I don't have, I've, I've said earlier like I think he makes the team, but I don't know, man. It's you got to figure out these other positions too. He's he is the guy that you that you just wish would just go out there and ball as as a coach because you you are you're able to recognize this. First of all, he's a, he's a physical specimen. Right, his he's he's versatile as all get out. Not That's only can we play, value add. he's value. I mean, working value proposition, right? Your VP, he can play a, a lot of different positions. I could put him at the safety position. I could put him at the cornerback position. I could put him as my nickel, a six four nickel. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Right. So the the versatility of this guy. But as I talked, to, like I told you guys, I talked to uh, to uh, Dan Quinn in Arizona. He said I need him to flick the switch on and go hit somebody. He hasn't made that switch in his mind from cornerback. To safety, mm. it hasn't happened yet. He needs it to happen this weekend, and that's unfortunate because in this defense, he's going to have to be a yeah, thumper. Absolutely. He's got to come up. He's and guys like Hooker and, and KZ, they have that DNA, and we've seen them in preseason games close quickly. I mean, Malik Hooker is just—I think so many people have forgotten about how awesome he was coming out of Ohio State and oh, just man. how great he was. And so, and, and I know if like if you didn't watch, you know, Big Ten football or know about him in Indy, man, this guy is—you know—when he's healthy, he is a guy that can impact the, the, the game. But that's what's fascinating is they got to figure out. Where he is in his career, and what you know, can he be the guy in 2017 that was getting interceptions and making plays? And if he's not going to be a starter, can he play special teams, which he's never done? In he's his never career? done that. There's just different moving parts there, and he just needs to get time on the field and show what he can do. The problem is we got one game left to do it. I mean, I think he makes the team, but I'm not sure like what the defined role is going to be week one. That's a, that's exactly the way I think about it. You're going to see KZ and Hooker as your free safeties, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and there's going to be a rotation. It's just, what is that rotation? Right. Is it 60-40? Is it 70-30 one way or the other? I don't know. I mean, I don't think no. this coaching staff knows yet. I think this is going to be the best special teams unit the Cowboys have seen in a very long time. You think so, really? I think so. Somewhere, not, not, somewhere John Fossil is smiling. I, th- I, think, I, I honestly think that because of the amount of talent that we have in the secondary – we have a lot of talent in the secondary. Now, are they dominant? No, no, we don't have a lot of dominant players, but we have a lot of very competitive guys. What do you need on special teams? I need competitive guys. And if you don't have a clear, defined, like solid, too deep that you don't know is you know you know exactly who, who's going to be in the position, then guess what? Everybody has to contribute somehow. That means that everybody's going to be contributing on special teams. So that means that you're taking starter slash second tier guys that are going to be competing not only in the games on their defensive respective defensive positions, but also on special teams. Your talent level just went up. Typically, you need your core five, and you still need your core five. But now 
Maybe you don't need a core five. Maybe you need a core, core four. And you got guys that are very talented that are still going to rotate on that side of the ball, but now they are going to come in. They're going to compete for you, especially Coach Fossil. When you have a coach that's that that just just as hype and and guys love him, and you see it on hard knocks, the guys want to be around him and they respond to him. They respect for him. They respect him. That is going to be a very high energy competitive unit, and I think it's going to be the best that we've seen in a long time. They're going to have a big impact because usually we just talk about the two thirds. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to be talking about all, all three phases of the game. That's a really good point because Darian Thompson has been that way on special teams yep. previously. You want Israel Mukwamu to step yep. up in that regard. Donovan Wilson, even early in his career, mm-hmm. did a lot of that. And now he is presumed the starter. Talking about Donovan, dealing with a groin issue. Yeah. My question is, who's, who's getting those reps at strong safety? Who is behind Donovan Wilson? Because Mukwamu's a center field guy. Probably not going to be your strong safety. Curse. Could be. Curse. Yeah. Curse is probably that yeah. guy, yeah. right? So if Donovan Wilson is out, does that mean Jaron Curse is making this team? No doubt, because then that's a fifth name that's thrown into the mix. No, you, he can't, unfortunately. There's just too many it's too many guys. It's too many, the numbers alone say no. And it sucks because he could play. But what if he's but, the only other box safety on the roster? Somebody got to move. And you just made a point about special teams. That's where I was going. Go ahead. Yeah. You know, he is a special teams yeah. demon. That's yeah. what he does. And, you know, and so most special teams is comprised of DBs and linebackers. Absolutely. And so that's a good problem that we have yeah. on this team. And you cannot sacrifice a guy that that's his M.O. for you. a young and upcoming guy that hadn't shown Question you. Marks, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I love it when you finish my sentences, by the way. But it's just it's just guys like that that I feel like, look, naturally, you can't just look over Jerron Curse. And Mukwamu may make this team, but he may never play this year. I mean, and and that may be the the coin thing for him because he has to develop into what you need him to be in order to make be on on the field. Reggie Robinson version twenty twenty one kind of thing. Well, I mean like on the roster but doesn't get to play. You know? Come back, Kyle. No, 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 no. This is so spot, so spot, so spot. I didn't mention Bradley up, and I. You're bringing up childhood. Sorry, 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 Kyle. Sorry, sorry. Hey, I, I think as a, as a, I would hate to be a coach right now because Israel McQuamo is like the guy you're just like, it's not like I need you to develop here, here, and here. I don't need you to get better at all these spots. Just one thing. I, I just need you to, to flick the switch. Just need you to hit. Be willing to throw your head in there. Be willing yeah. to throw your body in there. Yeah. And as soon as that clicks for him, hopefully it does, he's a beast. And to to be in a position where you if you cut that guy and you know that's all you're waiting on, and he goes to another team, he flicks that switch, crap, I just cut a 6'4", 205, 210-pound <laughs> safety slash corner slash nickel. He's he not going to get cut. He, ain't he would be He would be picked up. I mean, well, but well, we, well, we, we waivers, this. Yeah, but I'm talking about off this roster. We think this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm saying that that's, a, that's somebody that you don't want to let go of. That's all I'm saying. And luckily you could protect him for the first two weeks of the year. So even if you did put him on the practice squad, you could pull him up for that kind of yeah, halfway that's, hybrid that's thing. Right. You, do the you could protect yeah. him for two weeks. Yep. And then, I mean, week three, he's either a part of the roster or he's not. I mean, and, and then he's it's every week he'll be on waivers from that point forward. So it does make things a little bit sketchy. Who knows? Maybe he is on waivers and nobody picks him up. I mean, nobody picked him until the fifth round of the draft. Anyway, <laughs> that, or the that, sixth that's round not, not going to happen. Uh, that does happen. Like we, it happens all the Come time. Come on, yeah. six, four, no, two, like, six four two oh five. But he was a sixth round pick. Uh-uh, I don't give a dog on words. Uh-uh, uh-uh, just saying. Uh-uh. Remember Alex Tanny? I don't. The quarterback that was balling out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we yeah, can't yeah, put him through waivers, and you know he passed with waivers. You know, I mean, like, we always think like we thought about at this position, though. At this position, 
I I just I don't see him. I I agree with you. He's got yeah. some unique skills. Very much so. So name name the last safety corner nickelback you that you got, that you found that was this big. Name the last sixth round pick that was a lock to make a team, no matter what he showed in the preseason, because he hasn't shown a whole lot. But it's a lot of six round picks with gold jackets, on, man. man. It's and true. So, uh, I don't it's care where you drafted. I know, but I'm saying rookie <laughs> Tom year. Brady and and I'm saying, hello. I'm saying I'm saying rookie. <laughs> one, hello, Mister yeah. <laughs> Seven Ring himself. It's true. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kyle. Rookie year, and in terms of not showing what you need him to be. In a position switch, I mean, there are a lot of different. He's just factors. not that far off, is what, what, he's not, what we're saying. I agree. I'm not saying he's a bad player and cut the guy and let's never think of him again. I'm saying, even though he's valued in this organization, it doesn't mean 31 other teams are valuing him as well. Doesn't mean that by any with means. With those attributes, I would disagree on that one. With, with just on this particular case, you don't find guys that versatile. You just don't. It's not common. I don't care where he was drafted. I don't care mm-hmm. if he was sitting on the couch. Just that you, just, you just don't see guys that can move their feet like we've seen him move his feet and be able to not only again if he figures out how to hit somebody if he just that's just a decision that's not mm-hmm. a that's not a skill set that's just do you want to do it if he figures that out he can play safety he can play corner and he can come in on your I don't care if you move your biggest receiver to the slot I'm moving him to the slot and guess what I got a Honda hands for you <laughs> I. I, uh, Chris just gave me a stat: nine six-round picks that are Hall of Famers. So there's guys that do it. Yeah, okay. I agree with you in terms of versatility, except one of the versatile tools he doesn't have is one of the most important when it comes to playing but safety, and that's you, hitting. You're someone. absolutely correct, but again, he that's, can't hit someone. That's not a capability. That's a decision. Okay. When, I, when I came into the league, I was a quarterback that they moved to receiver. I, I didn't return kicks before. Guess what? I figured out how I had to freaking to return some kicks. I had never ran down and hit anybody. Guess what? You're going to run into this wedge. What about blocking? You're going. I've, I've never blocked anybody. <laughs> Guess what? You want to play? You want to check? You figure it out. So when they when they had back in the day when they had those four man wedges and everybody those those three hundred pounders can link their hands up, they will put me on the inside and run me down and said Isaiah, I need you to split those guys. You run down there, you close your eyes, and you jump as fast and hard as you can you and hope that you wake up. <laughs> you know, like that's what you do. That's what you do in this league. And guess what? You will earn the respect and after you do that it gets a little bit easier every time you just have to make the decision that one time i'm gonna do this no matter what and guess what i'm okay the same thing that we're saying about Dak, right? Dak's going to get rolled up on at some point in time right yeah i woke up but Dak's going to get rolled up on at some point right and what's he going to do i'm okay yeah oh okay. let's go let's, yeah, let's yeah, ball yeah it's the same thing so that's all you're waiting on you're waiting the coaches are literally waiting for that one moment and when it happens oh man we got a dog. That's the light switch Dan Quinn's talking Absolutely. about. Absolutely. And it just hasn't been flipped on yet. Yeah. Once it is, Ooh. he could really turn into somebody. He could really help the team. He could really help the team. Uh, I mean, you're starting strong safety right now as a six-round pick as well in Donovan Wilson. So it can happen. It just hasn't, hasn't. yet is my point. And I say until that point, I, I don't know if he, Agreed. with a deep Agreed. safety group, he might be the odd man out. And I wouldn't rule out my comes man Dono for the Hall of Fame either. That's my guy. <laughs> Gigamags, right? Gigamaggies. There you go. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to answer some fan questions and continue on with more (laughs) Talking Cowboys presented by Tostitos. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. The Cowboys way. 
where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. We didn't have this at training camp, Kyle. We just, we I just missed didn't it. have, yeah. Every time, we did, every time we did those reads, we were like, man, I can't wait to have them. Back. I'll tell you it's what, like, next Mickey, year. Mickey, do the Essilor read. Ah, training camp? Uh, no. I'm getting somebody's bag. Ooh. I'm not staying here. Ooh. It's not happening next Ooh. year. I'm going. Ooh. I, if, I, if I'm sitting in the stands with the fans uh, and I'm doing hey. WebEx podcasts from this, I'm going. You save Y'all a lot, not leaving me. You save a lot of headaches at home by just you. staying home and not being gone P, for don't talk. Don't, I'm just telling you mm-mm, from mm-mm. personal experience. Well, you still on the couch? Not y'all are back. I made I it. Am. I made it back. <laughs> I'm, I'm still on the couch. Damn, come You're on. still on the couch. He's on the couch in his own house. Murphy bed. Apartment. <laughs> I'm still on the couch. He's on a food. They got a Murphy bed. I'm just gonna sleep here today. By the way, we had an update on a stat that Chris was so kind to look up for us in the last segment. Only one six-round pick has ever been. Named to the Hall of Fame. It'll be two in about seven years. Yeah. But yeah. Jack Christensen was the only one. Well, I meant seventh pick. round. I meant seventh round. Well, the, th- the thing is, is it's the s- it was the sixth round at the time, but he was drafted in 1951 by the Detroit Lions, and it was still the 69th you pick. You and Chris, you guys are ago, just... Which would be a second round pick this Fact check everything, year. bro. Yeah. They is, right, Chris is... Yeah. Well, that's it's what Chris's one, job is I mean, for, that's my right? job. All right, Chris. Thank you. It's <laughs> kind of what he's doing. Way, way to back up the homie. And guess, guess who did Chris's job before... Before Chris did his job. Who was that? Who was that? I'm just saying. Wow. Like, like, that, that's that why self-indulgence right there? That's clout. No. self-indulgence? I know. Well, I'm not <laughs> nearly, I was not nearly no, as good at this. Can you sprinkle salt not on yourself? Not really hosting now. Yeah. <laughs> Chris is next. You went from this to this. not hosting. Chris is way better at his job than I ever was. God, just put a Chris Bosch. What the <laughs> 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 
<laughs> well, the visual, the visual is too much. <laughs> That's why you have to watch this we show on video. Audio does not do it justice. <laughs> Thank you for all of those audio listeners out there. Go watch us on YouTube for fun just to see what happened because that was great. Just going to leave it up there. It's like Sydney. It. Yep. All right. Slow-mo. Oh, okay, we have some fan questions we need to get to. That's funny. I'm already I'm done. And say with your chest Friday. <laughs> All right. That's good. Mike Gray asked, do you think the Cowboys may play more of a 3-4 defense until Neville Gallimore returns, kind of taking away the need for a 1-2 and two technique and kind of playing with one or the other? Isaiah, you're shaking your head. No. No. I don't think you change your entire scheme for one guy. We're pretty relatively deep at this position, and you have some young guys that need to go out there and compete. It's unfortunate that Gallimore's down, um, but if there was ever an opportunity for, you know, for the same next man up to really come into play, this is it. You got some guys that you need to gain confidence in. You got some guys that need to gain confidence in themselves, and you throw them in a fire. You throw those guys in a fire, and you expect them to have an impact, and you're not just going to shy away from it because of one person. These dudes got to step up and play, and I think their coaches are going to put them in position to do so. Can't make the switch because of one guy. I mean, that's a pretty no. simple thing. Not at that position. No, and even if that's your base, most of the time, you know, you're playing so much nickel that I, that's not something you're realistic. I mean, yeah. And here's so. the other thing: they haven't changed up their defense because they've missed Tank Lawrence, so they wouldn't change up anything because of Neville Gallimore. Mm. And you know, it, to be honest with you, as far as the depth that you have, I think you have more depth, yes. quality as far as talent is concerned, uh, to still stay with your scheme. Report from practice, Dave Hellman says uh, Greg Zerline, 8 of 9 on field goal attempts today. Yeah, great, second some practice yeah. back. So that's, great leg is nice. That's good. That's encouraging. I wonder how. I wonder where he missed from. Didn't say. Probably the Didn't parking say. lot. That's probably the only place he missed. I know. If he, <laughs> he misses, <laughs> from, if he misses from 37. You're on a roll today, bro. <laughs> that dude got a boot, man. If we, <laughs> he missed from the Tostitos Championship. I'd love to see that. Plug that it. awesome. Yep. Uh my goodness. It, I mean, if, if he ends up missing from 37, it's like, uh-oh, well, what's going on? But if he misses from 67, then that's a little bit different. Uh, Gio, our guy Gio Molina, says, with Neil Parsons and Cox changing the speed, the overall speed at linebacker, which is something we talked about earlier, is it a possibility that we see a transition where Smith and Leighton Vander Esch become rotational guys? Absolutely. You're already it, seeing that. I, mean, I think they, we are, right? They will be, yeah. They might one or both might play some special teams. I mean, wow. just because yep. I mean that's not a bad thing. That's not. I mean, it's we not just, a demotion. We had we had Darren <laughs> Woodson like in it. here last week, and he did it all throughout his career. Yeah, that's true, guy that should be in the Hall of Fame. There's nothing wrong with that, but I just think that that's possible. You know, because you've got to if you're going to be on the game day roster, and you're not playing. 98% of the snaps like Jalen Smith did, then yeah, you could see those yeah. guys on special teams. I don't think that's, that's out of the question. That's not a bad thing. No. I, know, I know. I bring this up. When I was in Seattle when Dan Quinn was around, you saw you saw, um, you saw saw Thomas on, on special teams. You saw Sherman on special teams. You saw some of your premier guys, Cam Chancellor, on special teams. When you're in a position that when you have depth and you can put some of your most competitive, dominant players – on special teams, why have two thirds of your units really good when you can have all three phases good? Right? When you can have all three phases dominant, why would you not do that if you have players that are selfless and willing to do it? Now, obviously, you always, more plays means more risk of injury. Absolutely. But you can't play scared. So if you have an opportunity to go out there and have your dogs go out there and compete on special teams, you take you dominate that phase. If you're dominating three phases of the game, guess what? Your chances of winning just went up. Ah, Isaiah. 
stand on special teams day. I like this. Say it with your chest, my friend. Big yes. Uh, kind of backing up on the, the Geo question, is the linebacker room more crowded than the wide receiver room with guys like Francis Bernard and Luke Gifford now being in danger of being on that bubble? Yeah, I think that, you know, the depth is incredible from the linebacker perspective from where we were last year to now. So um, and, Just and those two guys added, Cox and Parsons, just makes it and exponentially Neil. better. And, and Neil. Neil. Yeah, Neil. that's a great point. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole other start. He's the highest lineup. graded or second highest graded linebacker in the NFL preseason. He's got a 95 grade on pro football. But focus. I think it's what I also think is very spectacular is the way that that speed translates in this game. But, you know, I, I want to to answer that when you're talking about geo and the, the special teams part mm-hmm. um, I think it's important to to think about this the squad maybe three years ago where special teams was kind of an afterthought mm-hmm. and now uh, and, and losing games because of special teams uh, errors and now this team is just like nah we're going to put our best guys out there it doesn't matter what you're getting paid you can play special teams as well but you know I think for a team of, of guys that you want to see them be selfless this is the way to do it and so if there was anyone like Malik Hooker a guy that says I never played special mm-hmm. teams well hell if you want to make this squad you got to play special teams doesn't matter got to find a way to fit into to a role especially if you're not the starter. I mean, even if you are the starter, if you want to contribute, like Isaiah saying, then, hey, as long as you don't get hurt. That's my one issue with putting those guys. Can't even go out there thinking about that. Yep. Uh, Final question here, and this is, uh, I don't really want, I guess I'll say the name. Chorizo Power is kind of fun. I mean, what's the name of the the Twitter account? Chorizo Power. Uh, We know Jalen won't save money if he's cut, but keeping him is not costless. We he may take a spot from someone better at another position. Why isn't this always framed that way? So more of saying that even though he's not going to save money, it doesn't come without a cost to keep him on the roster, either by cutting or trading. I don't think there's even a remote possibility no. of cutting Jalen Smith. Jalen's not going anywhere. Unless no. somebody comes with a, a big boy like out-of-this-world trade, he's not going anywhere. It's your leading, this, it's your leading tackler. That's, that's my <laughs> thing, too. <laughs> like, out-of-this-world trade would mean the Cowboys get the best value. Yes. Because I don't know what, what Jalen Smith's value is on a trade either. market. No, no. It's probably not a whole lot. Jalen Smith is a good linebacker when you let him do what he does. When you ask him to do the whole gamut, which is what we did last year, we expected him to be able to shed blocks and all that kind of stuff. Now, he's getting paid a pretty penny, and I understand the expectations rise when that happens. But if there's guys, there are plenty of guys in the history of football in the NFL that got paid a pretty penny, and they can do this. They do this really well. He he can tackle very well, so put him in the box. Right. right. Let the other guys run around. Let Parsons run around. And putting him in the box is putting him at what position? Middle. Put him at Mike. Put him at the mic. Put him at the mic. Yeah, that's yeah, his that's what I'm gonna do. Position. Yeah, that's what, put him at the mic. Keep him in the box. Put two guys on the edge that can really run. And I don't think that's Leighton Vanderesh's natural position, which they had him playing no, last year. No. So, um, and, and again, I go man, back and forth on Leighton Vanderesh. Sometimes I think he's better as a mic. Sometimes I think he's better at the will. I think that the, the collarbone injuries, the neck injuries, and all of those Made things him just makes him a will. Mm-hmm. And I think if you want to get production and if you point. care about him, get him out of there because that's where he's going to get the most yeah. damage uh, by taking on guys. Look. You know, it's a lot when it comes down to Jalen. And when you're doing the comparisons with Micah, it's night and day, and it shouldn't be that way. You should look at Jalen as another, as Micah, as a guy on this team that's going to contribute, yes. along with Jalen Smith as well. It's a long season. Both of these guys are going to contribute yeah. to the wins on this team. You have to start looking at this unit 
and how they how they uh, what's the word I'm looking for. I can't think of a word, um, but how they how they benefit each other, mm-hmm. right? And like like these guys are going to be play the compliment, how they complement each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is, stop looking at this as oh this person does this, this person going to do this. No, no, no. They do. They're going to be really good together. And 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 I'll, when you bring the talent level up like you did at this position, again you you take Jalen Smith. You say, hey big fella, you don't have to worry about all that anymore. What you do well, push that dog on that, that easy button and go, right? Go hunt. Okay, coach, I can do that. Yeah. I do that really well, right? And I, and I can I can justify my paycheck if I go out there and I and I own that. Michael Parsons, you run and hit. You want to run and hit. You like that, right? Jabril Cox, you run and hit. Neil, you run and hit. Okay, you guys do that, right? And I, I'm gonna allow my other my other big boys to do what they do best. That's when guys can play playing fast. I don't have to worry about all these other responsibilities. I can play fast. I can yeah. do exactly what Dan Quinn but wants I me to do. But I cannot play fast if I'm man-to-man on Logan Thompson. Heck no. Across, no. <laughs> going across That's not what around. I do. Will no. I do it? I'm willing to. Yeah. All right, I'm willing to do it, but am I going to be the best at it? No. I'm not going to. I'm just not. Yeah. Well, the guy, I think guy answers his own question, Kyle. I, mean, I think so, too. His, his money's guaranteed, so he's here. <laughs> and and so what? fine – Roles that he can do well, you know, whether it's whether you guys mentioned the mic, whether it's the Sam playing, you know, kind of setting the edge on the side. Maybe, you know, he he's a blitz guy. Sometimes they play him on the line of scrimmage as a rusher. All of those things, just you know, put him as part of the rotation. That's what that's what they're, they're going to do. I'm interested to see how many snaps it's going to be per game, though. Once if everybody stays healthy and just how they well, figure that all out, that helps guys stay healthy. Yeah, yes, it, it does. does. <laughs> it does. Absolutely, that's a great point. And maybe that's one of the reasons why they are excited to keep all those guys around. Is that way? If I mean, last year, if Leighton Vander Esch missed time, it was Jalen Smith and then Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas. I mean, and nothing against Joe Thomas, like but Joe. Micah Parsons, Keon Neal have been yeah. exponentially better. Yeah, Joe Thomas looked a lot better than the linebackers that we had last year yeah. and just run stopping. Again, back to what you're saying, whatever, all this stuff that we're talking about doesn't mean a thing if we cannot stop the run. Nope. Did, Michael Parsons right now, we're singing his praises and he's so great, but if he can't take on... <laughs> he will get consumed as well. If they get it'll be the, it will be the same way. If he yeah. can't stick his head in there, if he can't shoot those gaps, if he's not making those tackles, then we're back to square one Absolutely. all over again. Yeah. Lots of defensive talk today here on Talking Cowboys, but that is going to do it this week. Thanks for joining us here on Say It With Your Chest Friday as always for keep keep in mind there's some fun things to look at on DallasCowboys.com this weekend if you haven't caught it already catch the deep blue yes. war stories it's fantastic Heckma Harrison you could also find a path to safety deep blue where Rob Phillips had a huge hand in that one as well plenty more to come throughout uh, next week we'll be back on Tuesday for Chris Beam Rob Phillips Isaiah Stanback and the man Heckma Harrison I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from the SWBC Mortgage Studios we'll see you next week on Talking Cowboys this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club how about this Cowboys yeah!